Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed, and with me as ever is Marit Larwood. Hello, Marit. Hello, David. Hello, listeners. Welcome home. Thank you. Is that to me or the listeners? That is to everyone. Although, this is the first um, film Fandango that's not even recorded in your homes. It's a new a new environs. Yeah, we, a new... A, a what? Environs. Environs. Environment, yeah? Yeah, but you can say environs. Can I? All right, environs. But one can say environs. Okay. Is it French? It just means environment. Okay. Well, it's a lovely environs. I've never been to your environs before, but this is a this is a lovely environs. Yeah. Um, if there is some building work in the background, let me apologise. That's my uh, neighbours who've been building continuously for seven months. Wow. Yeah. I really hope they accidentally kill themselves on a drill. Well, I hope at the very least they invite you around to see what they've done to the place. I would so, burn it down. What takes seven months? I don't. I can't. I'm so angry. I can't. <laughs> I've had a kitchen uh, ripped out and a new one put in while I've been away in New York, and that's taken far longer. But that that's only Not taken. Months, no, yeah. it hasn't taken seven months. Um, anyway, this is a film. Buddy. It's a film podcast. Um, but yes, we're back. I've been away in New York, um, amongst other things, seeing uh, once co-host Daniel Ward's play, which was exciting. But uh, yes, we're back now and here to talk about films. I have, while I've been away, seen rather a lot of films. Before you left, we talked about um, playing films. Mm. How many did you manage to squeeze in? Uh, well, I was. it was a six or seven hour flight. I got in three films a flight. Which were? I was taking advantage, full advantage. I didn't yeah. sleep when I should have been sleeping on the way back. Well, uh, in order, I started with, because of this podcast, I started with Man of Steel because we'd had a lot of comments about it on Facebook and Gmail, and I never got round to seeing it at the cinema. I don't think you did either, did you? I got put off by everyone telling me it was shit. Yeah, well, I'll get on to it, I'll get on to it. but Man of Steel, uh, then I saw Gangster Squad, mm-hmm. the, um, the Sean Penn, Ryan Gosling... I just think Sean Penn Weird Nose film. Yeah, that's right, yeah, that's the one. Uh, it's Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling flirting again. Just like in um, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, it's the same uh, but more, relationship. But more deaths in More it. guns in it. And a stupid nose. Yeah. And uh, Josh Hartnett instead of Steve Carell. And then I watched... Um, what did I watch? Third Chronicle. The superhero film. The, the low... 
budget-ish uh, found footage superhero film. Yeah, That's really good, though, isn't it? And then on the way back, I watched The Wolverine and The Incredible Burt Wonderstone and Pacific Rim. I basically caught up on all of the massive spectacle blockbusters on the smallest <laughs> screen possible. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Because I would make completely different choices from you if I was uh, on the plane. Do you remember the last thing you watched when you were on a plane? I watched um, the Intouchables. He went out to New York as well. Yeah. Untouchables, which is a guy, basically French film, black guy in a wheelchair. The Hand That's... A low-budget cult film, The Hand That's Something Turned or something like that. <laughs> that's, that's terrifying. The Hand got, That Turns. No, it was a weird cult thing. About uh, I can't remember, and I did start watching um, something. Blart Small Cop, one of the worst. Paul Blart, <laughs> we do watch different films. I watched, wow, you watched the Kevin James film? I it was. A, I watched it because it was the blandest thing I've, <laughs> I've ever seen. I, we used to complain in the nineties about Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider films. Yeah, but Kevin James films, I just sort of. The echo of the abortion of that cultural meme. I mean, it's just awful. That, it's like an advert for those Segway things. Yeah, is it? Yeah. He goes around on a Segway around a mall for no reason. And nothing happens. It, it feels like it's an ad... It feels like it's the start of a bad advert that carries on and on and on. He should be shot. <laughs> anyway, this is building where it's got to me. So, how did you rate all those films then? There we go. There we go, it started. As if on cue. It's all, let, imagine it's background music to my uh, rundown of the films. Um, well, starting from the top, Man of Steel. Controversial at the time, I remember. Some people were saying, give it a chance. Most people were saying, the ending's terrible. It was, I think, and I've thought about it for the last three weeks, it was... Not only the most boring film I've ever seen, oh, really? the most boring two and a half hours of my life. And is he without uh, any charisma, Superman? He's fine, but the character has no character. Mm. There's nothing. There is absolutely nothing about anyone in it. There are no characters in it. Not one. Is Nobody there... has any motives or desires or anything. They're just going through it. And uh, people's problem with the end is only sort of nerdy nitpicking in yeah. that he completely betrays the character of Superman at the end okay. um, but oh god it was dull so dull yeah. and the, one of the most expensive and often cine, uh, cinematically beautiful dull things I've ever seen but it was so tedious what was the best of them? the best of them oh I enjoyed the Wolverine it got a bit stupid um, but Probably... Is where he goes back in time? No, no, no. It, it's it's actually a sequel to uh, the X-Men films. Oh, you don't like superhero stuff, do you? I don't mind it, then. There's like prequel sequels. You don't know what you've watched. And they change each other. They sort of change endings to the films. And they think, I just, just do it normally. Just do a normal film and just leave it. Well, I've had an enormous amount of superhero exposure whilst being in the States because I also saw Green Lantern on telly. As well, the Ryan Reynolds one with there, uh, where he gets the power of his imagination through a ring that needs to be charged through a lantern. But um, the Green Lantern's gay now, isn't he? Yeah, apparently in the comics. And he's not gay in the film. No, 
He's also black in the comics. Yeah. And he's, uh, let's he's just not. Put, let's just make it Ryan Reynolds. Every single minority. <laughs> let's do the gay thing and the black yeah, thing. Yeah. And uh, he's in a wheelchair as well. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's nice. Um, we've had an email in. Do you want to talk about something a bit more? Well, have you seen any of the films that I've watched? I've would seen, be my question. I've have seen, you seen Man of Steel? No. Okay, have you seen Gangster Squad? I've see. I've got it on my Sky Movies, but I've heard such bad reviews, I haven't seen it. It's fine. It's just that it's, it's like a teenager really likes gangster films and so has written one. Okay. It's what it's like. Because it's got all of the staples of, you know putting together the hardest men and going up against Mickey Cohen, the biggest... It's the untouchables crossed with some other stuff, but okay. it's, it's got no sort of... It's got no adult sophistication to it. It is a sort of wrong... One thing I like is adult sophistication. You do. I mean, and it oozes from your every pore. Um, you're welcome. Uh, Chronicle, I think, was probably the best one I saw. I and I, I'm not a big fan of found footage movies. I think there's a problem endemic in the genre in that your subjects have to be the kind of irritating assholes who film everything they do. Mm. Um, and that in myself, that turns me off the characters I'm watching from the very beginning for me. I'm, I found The Blair Witch Project to be wholly boring. Nothing scary about it at all, but, and I did, wasn't really interested in the people either. But this one I thought was really good. Really, really good. Chronicle, if you don't know, listeners, is found footage superhero film where three teenagers, sort of normal lads end up finding a thing in the forest and getting superpowers but the whole thing is done like it's properly real true mm. so and the cg is excellent in terms of just using it to enhance the story rather it's always young people who find things i like, i'd be fascinated to see what pensioners do with it a pensioners version of chronicle mm. old people finding something to give them superpowers what what do you think being sort of jaded and tired of the world I think there'd be a lot more evil a lot more supervillains yeah yeah what would you do what would I do if you suddenly got sort of telekinesis which lets you fly and manipulate things I would um, but every time you use it you get a nosebleed which is what happens in Chronicle I would uh, get enough money to buy a house put down in more (laughs) Pay the whole thing. Yeah. So I'd summon money. Summon money, yeah. And then I'd buy a house, and then anyone annoying, I'd only use my telekinesis to make them go, not come within a mile of my house. So basically... Uh, I would become a recluse. It, <laughs> you basically get a sort of telekinetic injunction against everybody. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. If a court order someone... that they couldn't come within 200 a, yards of you. That's a simple telekinesis. You just see someone go, oh, no... Or even when you're on a train and you think that I don't want that person sitting next to me. Yeah, that's when it comes in handy. Shove them away. Yeah, go go down to the carriage. So somehow I can't go. What? <laughs> I can't sit down there. Just walking on the spot. Trying. You don't need to pay for first class. You just ensure no one sits next to you. That's true. That's true. If you have a dog, that's pretty guaranteed. No one's going to sit next to you. Yeah, that's quite. Yeah. Either I get telekinesis or a dog who can find money. Oh, that's a good point. I've been trying to teach Buddy to uh, sniff out winning scratch cards, but it's not working yeah, so Yeah, you far. want to concentrate less on dogs' bums and more on £5 notes. <laughs> yeah, please. That's what I would do. There's nobody in the background. There's nobody in the background. Luckily, we've got the builders to replace them. That's good. <laughs> that, that drilling, that <laughs> angle grinding noise is far more comforting. I, re- I really love it. Yeah. Okay, and flight back, the Wolverine. 
you haven't seen, obviously. Uh, the Incredible Burt Wonderstone. This has got quite bad reviews when it came out. Yeah, it's just not funny enough, really. I mean, Steve Carell in, the, in you know... Interestingly, it's... I got the feeling it's supposed to be an out-and-out comedy like Anchorman, you know, where it's properly daft and yeah. ridiculous. Um, and Steve Carell is playing his... He's a bit more ridiculous, but he's more his sort of lovable guy with a, a bit of a tragic history sort of thing that he does in um, Little Miss Sunshine and uh, okay. and Crazy Stupid Love and stuff. And so it, he's utterly empathetic, but the story isn't interesting enough for an empathetic character and he's no one in it's funny enough. The script is... It's really good people doing a mediocre script, basically. Okay. Um, and then uh, Pacific Rim. That well, was good. Again, it's the tiniest screen ever. The reason I picked massive blockbusters on the plane, and it, it seems counterintuitive because you've got tiny, tinny headphones and the smallest screen you can get, but it's because of the background rumble of the plane constantly oh. that it sort of you it masks it out completely with the bombastic music and explosions of um, of Jaegers going against uh, massive sea lizards. Can't you go in the quiet carriage? Uh, the quiet carriage of a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the that's the luggage, isn't it? The luggage oh, okay. compartment. Well, that's something to think about next time. Yeah. David's plane films. There, there, there we, we go. It. My plane films. Six films. Six films. They were all pretty plain. Mm. 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 Anyway, we've had a, a letter in. Oh, good. Why well, not a letter? An email. What do they want? Guess if see if you can guess who Chris we. Webb. Yeah. Hi, Chris. Chris Webb. Um, possibly one of the few people who actually listen to this show. <laughs> I mean, Chris, if you can show us proof that it's only you listening, then we'll just call you. It'll be a lot cheaper for us to just do this down the phone. I don't want to give Chris Webb my number. Okay. Anyway, here we go. Dear boys, everyone loves films that celebrate the magic of cinema and movie making. Correct. So I was wondering what your favourites are. Mm. Top of my list would have to be Son of Rambo and the charming underrated matinee. I also have a soft, soft spot for Ed Wood, but that may be just nostalgia. I've read that really badly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read that sentence again. Okay. <laughs> that was bad reading. I can almost imagine being next to my school teacher when I'm about five years old and reading out and going, I think you can do that better, Mary, can you? Okay, let's try reading that sentence again. I also have a soft spot for Ed Wood, but that may be just nostalgia. In remembering a forgotten golden age of cinema when Tim Burton used to make good films. Correct. Then he's going to girt me for some sort of casting thing, and he's wished his love. So the main thing is, favourite films about films. Films about films. Okay. I enjoyed Son of Rambo. I thought it was very good. Yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? I've not seen Matinee. Um, Well, I like... Let's think... Um, uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane? Mm-hmm. I saw that last year. I think that's excellent. Really, really good. I mean, it's it's one of those films that is basically a play. Two yeah. people in a room, but it's all the better for it because the performances are. Fantastic. Have any ever seen bits of that? Uh, you'll probably have seen it parodied more than you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, like that's Rich and Saunders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. and then lots of other people have done it as well. Yeah. In the TV show Psycho Bitches recently, I think Francis Barber did a sort of pastiche. People are still parodying it. It's about yeah. 50 years old. I know. I know. It's great. That's mm. why. It's really good. 
But that's about a child stardom, I guess. I read a thing that Macaulay Culkin is the same age as Ryan Gosling. That's weird, isn't it? Isn't he some weird sort of drug hippie now? Uh, Possibly. Doesn't he go out with Mila Kunis? I don't know. I I don't care. It's not not a gossip show. It's not. Uh, Films about films. I really enjoyed... um, Adaptations, more about write, film writing. Yeah, I'm totally ashamed. I have not seen ad- Adaptation or another one that's been on my watch list for so long and I still haven't seen it, Barton Fink, which is about movies as well. So, I, yeah, I, I will watch it. But Adaptation... Is a, it, yeah, it's more about writing, I think, than films. Um, I watched... Well, Both Fingers, a really fascinating concept which doesn't quite put it off as Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin. Yeah. And when they get... They try and make... They haven't got enough budget to make a film... So they get Eddie Murphy's character, he plays like this famous actor. Oh, his doppelganger, yeah, don't they? Yeah, he's got a doppelganger. They try and film film him and then use it in the film as realistic. As to, to, to get, it's a great idea. doesn't quite work, but I enjoyed it. I watched My Week with Marilyn at the start of the year, which was a surprisingly enjoyable film. Eddie Redmayne and yeah. Michelle Williams. From the, I think I talked about it. From the trailer, you think, I have no interest in ever watching this film. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very well done. Um, it was the Diana, Diana of its day, wasn't it? But it's, it's in a different class. I think this is, right. is surprisingly good. And Super 8 I really enjoyed. Again, not seen that one. But that's just harking back to... It feels like a cross between... Um, uh, Goonies. Goonies and E.T. E. sort of film. Right, so it's a proper spielberg Really, it's J.J. Abrams almost sort of tipping a hat to Spielberg, really. And I think once it loses its, once it goes to big sort of alien thing, and maybe loses its uh, yeah. initial charm. But the start of Super Eight is great, and the best bit about Super Eight is they show in the in the credits through the narrative that they they're making this film on their Super Eight cameras. Yeah, and they show the actual film they oh. made at the end of the credits. Which I think it's one of the best things about that. That's film. a great idea. So if you ever watch Super Eight, because that always bothers me when uh, it's an. Often in films, when you have characters watching CCTV, CCTV footage of something that happened previously in the film, and it's just the footage from the film. Yeah. So it's not at the angle of a CCTV camera, yeah, it's not yeah, at yeah. a different angle. And that always used to bother me as a kid. I can only remember one off the top of my head, which is the beginning of um, Never Say Never Again. Okay. Where they're just watching the opening sequence of the film. You just go, that's not, that's not CCTV just footage. Put, just put a bit of grain on it. Yeah, exactly. Put a record lazy. in the corner and some time, time code. Properly lazy. Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I'd argue, is about movies. Mm-hmm. Sort of. With Acme and all that. I think it's fantastic. And LA Confidential as well. I haven't watched it in ages, and I'd love to watch it again. That's that's one of those films you can. I watched American Beauty the other day. One of the films you every now and two and three years, it's yeah. time to go and revisit your old favourites. What is your hey listeners? What is your turnover period for the amount of time where you can enjoy a film properly again? From when you like Shawshank Redemption, every two or three years, I watch that yeah. when it's on. You you pick up the DVD or see the poster on Netflix or whatever, and. Personally, I get that either that pang of nostalgia and just like, oh yeah, I'd really like it, or I get the I can recall too many scenes in it, so it's too familiar. I'll yeah. pass. Yeah. You know, I don't. Mm, depends on the film, I'd say. Yeah, they're always quite different every time you watch them. Actually, I think American Beauty has been copied so much, yeah, or so uh, influential. That's the word I'm looking for. That um, 
it has diminished slightly from the impact when it had when it came out. Yeah, I mean, people have mocked the paper, but the uh, plastic bag thing so much that it's probably hard to take seriously. Well, just the whole feel of it, the whole yeah. break, the whole way it's influenced how you can make a family film or orientated film about someone finding themselves. I mean, you could even say it's uh, he's a bit like Walt in Breaking Bad, maybe. Yes, no, definite, definite parallels there. Mm. I've still not finished it. The most irritating thing ever. Um, I can access Netflix in the states while I've been out. I've got five episodes of Breaking Bad to go before I've finished. The American version of Netflix, which you automatically go on once you're over there, doesn't have the exact number of episodes I need to see. They're just not on it. The last ones aren't on it. So can you transfer back to... Now I'm back here, it'll be British again and I can watch it again. But so irritating. Because dodging uh, spoilers on the internet is a horrific it's been quite activity. Good for that, actually. I managed to get through it. Um, so there we go, Chris Webb. Thank you very much. If you do want... If, I'll tell you what. If you do want to write in, and we really appreciate it, and what, what do people do, David? Well, please email us at dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to just vaguely just toss a piece of information or a link to a video or anything our way, then go to our Facebook page, forward slash Film Fandango, or you can tweet us at Film Fandango. Um, and also there's been someone, uh, has it written to our, our Facebook page? Uh, we've got uh, this from Nigel McGregor on Facebook, who says... Um, uh, Hi, American David! Oh, God. <laughs> is that too much? Yeah. Is it far too much? <laughs> okay. Your voice is broken. It's one of my accents I do. Let him be a bit deeper. Okay. Hi, American David. That's going to hurt. I've listened to every episode. Oh, no. I love changed. this show. It's changed all. Even after Danielle left. First time I've messaged in, though. I often listen when I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly yes. sinister I, I cannot always write down the film suggested so I thought you could create a list on your website of all the movies with their Davids and Merrick's ratings Merrick you could do this as I assume you're out <laughs> He specifically targeted me. That's why I said even got a new paragraph for this. Merrick, you could do this as I assume you're out of work in the present. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> don't know why. What the? I don't know why Nigel McGregor saying this. Merrick, I assume you could do this. And have time to kill. <laughs> what the? Carry on, carry on the uh, the message. I'm not going to carry on his message. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Why specifically me being out of work? Uh, well, you do talk about it quite often. Yeah, you may be exactly right. That's what I heard. So. <laughs> but I have you know that later on today, I'm going to Birmingham <laughs> to film a small part in Doctors. Hey, that's good. I've done that. That's good work. In answer to your question, Nigel McGregor, there's a website which um, someone suggested on our um, uh, on our Facebook page called FrameRater.co.uk. I've not used this. You can create all your list of ratings for films. 
Well, I do use IMDb to remember what I thought of films. Yeah. But what I've done this year is I've written all down my Marricks in, in my in, in my diary of all the films I've watched. Well, that's good. If I'd done the same, we could very easily input that data into something like Frame Rater. But but I haven't. So we. I don't want to spend. Three hours of my life sitting and typing numbers into a computer. But what we will do at the end of the year, we normally do a review of the year. We do. So I'll be talking about like my top ten, or our top ten films we've seen in the cinema, and our top ten films we haven't seen before. Yes. To give you some suggestions. We should also probably start just putting the film a link to films we've talked about on our Facebook page more often. We'll, yeah. pr- we'll do that. Yeah. We can do that, can't we? Each yeah. week. Um. Yes, thank you, Nigel McGregor, for uh, for um, slagging off uh, Marek's career potential. That's that's always thanks a lot, mate. I just sit there, data <laughs> entry. Well, it's yeah. tickled me. That's uh, that's nice. Well, we we should talk about the the first big winter blockbuster, or one of them, I suppose, that we both went to see. Oh yeah, um, which one do you want to talk about? Well, Gravity. Gravity. Yes, I went to see Gravity uh, in three D, not in IMAX. I was uh, I was in York at the time, so I couldn't go and see it in IMAX. But um, I thought it was great, great film. I like Alfonso Cuarón, the director who what also he wrote this. He um, did Itumama Tambien. Oh, okay. He did um, the third Harry Potter film. Basically, he took over the failing franchise from Chris Columbus and turned it into something with a sense of humour and a really cool aesthetic and they copied Alfonso Cuaron's aesthetic for the rest of the franchise um, he did uh, oh god what was it recently my brain's gone blank did the little princess before and those stuff <laughs> don't worry because IMDB's here to help us yeah um, oh he produced Pan's Labyrinth Trying to see what he directed. Did he direct it as well? No, that's Guillermo del Toro. Children of Men he did. Children of Men! That's the one, because I love it. I think Children of Men's a fantastic film. And um, everyone should go see it. But it's such... What I really like about him is he's using modern technology, what you can get out of computers and all of this. So but this was shot on... I think seamlessly. Children of Men did it brilliantly, where it's it's just enhancing the action and the story. It's not the star of the show. Gravity, less so. I mean, it is a sort of disaster movie, so part of it is the spectacle of the exploding things and everything. But I thought the the zero gravity stuff was done so well, like brilliantly. I mean, the story is quite simple. For uh, incredibly simple, it's yeah. just uh, a space mission. That goes wrong, basically. Where a a debris cascade is uh, uh, orbiting the Earth after Russians, stupid Russians, try and blow up their own satellite. We don't clean that properly. It is, isn't it? The Russians. If you ever go to Russia, (laughs) there's debris everywhere. Yeah, it's just everywhere, just debris. Um, But yes, so their their shuttle gets destroyed, and the two of them played by George Clooney and Sandra Bullock, are stranded out in space, and it's how, what they do. What they do. It's basically like a sort of, um, uh, sort of out in the ocean film, yeah. you know, but in space, in three dimensions. It's, I, it, I mean, I thought it was stunning. Absolutely stunning. The story for me was perhaps 
too simple and sort of trad off the peg. Like it was screenplay by numbers, really. But I thought visually it was amazing. Mm. I went to see this, uh, my Odeon, in Muswell Hill. And it's the second 3D film. I went to see The Hobbit before. Yeah. I moaned about, I think it was that, when it conked out completely. And that's more building in the background there. And I went to see... Um, I've been really looking forward to this. Yeah. So tickets were... First of all, I arrived and I said, can I have tickets for the special... I went with my girlfriend for the special sofa seats. I want to have a good seats. And a bloke at the counter went, oh, it's right, go and sit where you like. I went upstairs and the manager was there. And she said... And I said to her, rather than just sneak in, oh, we want tickets for the sofa thing. We can sit there. Is that right to sit there? And the um, she went, no, you have to go and pay for the pay for the sofa ones. So to go back down again, pay again. Yeah. This is on Friday afternoon, so there's about 20 people there. She paid to go in there, went and sat down on the seats. No one else was sitting in those seats and everyone else moved forward. So everyone else was sitting on the sofa seats. So you were we honest. Paid. That's your We were problem. honest and we had to pay more. Yeah. And then um, midway through the credits, the trailers... One of the speakers, what the sound went, so you couldn't hear what anyone was saying. It was you couldn't hear what Kevin Bacon was saying in his E advert. God, properly. that sounds awful. Yeah, that was the only blessing. <laughs> <laughs> so the film started and the sound was gone. So I, I yeah. just, in the first thirty seconds, I, went, I thought, oh shit, I can't ruin. This. So were you the guy who stood up and walked out to yes. go get the management? Yeah. So I went up. I spoke. To, I said to in, during the trailers, I spoke to the usherette. Yeah. And she came back and said to me. Oh, the manager said you can have your money back if you want. That's it. That's all yeah. they were. And then I went down to see the manager. Uh, it was start of the film hadn't wasn't working properly, and she said, um, "Yeah, the we know there's a problem." She wouldn't come out of her office first of all. Tell me, we know there's a problem. There's an engineer coming in thirty or forty minutes. So the film was an hour and a half, and they said an engineer, and you can have your money back if you like. Yeah, but they weren't prepared to. So even though I travelled all the way, all those people travelled, the people in that cinema who don't know there's something wrong. There's like lots of old pensioners. Yeah, yeah. Who don't know that the film's not working properly? Yeah, because they just can't. You know, they're not. That's sometimes you awful. think, is it my head or is it my? Is it weird the sound? And that does it, it does taint you for the the movie as well. The Odeon. Well, the me Hobbit. too at the Odeon yeah. as well. Different Odeon, but it was. Uh, I've told this story before in Film Fandango, but it was to see Transformers, the first one, okay. and the screen was blacking out intermittently. Wow. And at first, I thought it was a really weird stylistic decision, and it wasn't. And somebody again got up, and uh, shame-faced to say it wasn't me, but somebody got up and complained. And they paused the film, uh, but they kept the speakers at full Transformers volume. Oh, as it, the, When you pause a movie, apparently, the audio goes, bah, 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 like oh, a skipping okay. CD. And it did that. And they left that at full volume for 20 minutes while wow. they sorted the problem. But what, I thought it was out of order that this, they, I went and complained, so you're still going to show the film? Yeah. Even though it's not working properly. It's 15 quid or 14 quid for a ticket for this thing. Yeah. And if I, if I made the film and they weren't, you know, if yeah. it was my film and I thought, this is not how it's supposed to be viewed. You've got responsibility to go and say to those people, by the way, you, what you're watching now is not working properly. But we're, st- we're going to ignore that yeah. and hope you don't I Hope notice. you don't ask for your money back. So I complain. I, I, I asked my money back and I asked my money for my popcorn back and they couldn't do that. So then she came out and she was just quite offish, just, yeah, very sorry, very sorry. The least you can do is to go to those people, I'm really sorry, here's yeah. your money back. Here's a free ticket to come again. Yeah. Didn't even get that. So I wrote some complaint. And then you watch these adverts and go, oh, you fanatical about film. <laughs> and you think, do you know what? 
bullshit. Yeah. You would try to get away with what showing one of the biggest releases of the year and showing it to people who would. You're when you're in a cinema, you're quite. You, and you think the sound's gone. It's quite odd because you see things yeah, so yeah. big visually. You think, am I wrong? Am I, but only because the trailers I'd seen before, I knew that sound's not working. Yeah. Someone's that's gone. Kevin Bacon is far more annoying than usual in this advert. <laughs> no, less annoying than usual because there's no sound. So it was terrible. And I've written to complain. She's going to send me some free tickets. But I thought, Odeon, that's twice that cinema's been bad. And I thought the way I was treated yeah. was if I was being a nuisance. And it was yeah, like, yeah. almost as if, um, oh, we can have your money back. The engine is coming in 34 minutes. Now I've taken my afternoon off work to come to watch this film. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're tr- not providing the service. And you're not saying, I'm really sorry. This big, I thought was really terrible. Did you go back to watch it properly? I did go back and watch it properly. I think I was tainted by that though. Okay. Because um, I was so, I was just listening to work whether I was to see the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so sorry for that moan there, but I think. No, I mean I'm sure lots know, of people have had similar experiences. It's terrible. It's, it's because it is an event, and that's the hot. If it's ever going to survive as a medium, you know, with the with you know, digital distribution sort of coming knocking on its door. It's got to maintain the event, the the spectacle, the excitement that you know of it being a live theatre. It's a movie theatre, and if they can't do that, if it's less comfortable than your own room, then why would you? Also, you can't. Ch- you have to go in and say to these people. And give them the choice at the start of the film. Well, it's why I love IMAX because IMAX care about the yeah. technology, and they, they, the people, the staff that work at those, you know, they, they know what a big deal it all working properly because people have come for the fact it's bigger and, yeah, you know, better. But you should, I think, when you're charging people, and you would buy do, you know, it's like once you see half of a movie, that movie's ruined pretty much. You can't hear it. Yeah. That's gone. That's a big gravity is one of the big films. And they've they? they've killed the uh, they've killed that first impression for you. Yeah, as well. yeah. And so they should have just someone should have gone. This sound's gone. Right. I'm going to pause the film. What would be the responsible thing to do? And say this film isn't working properly. Yeah. Or we can show it. Here's your. You get money back. You can't charge people for something that's not working. So Odeon and your fanatical about film thing. That is total bullshit. <laughs> Called you I've out. Had, I've had two terrible. <laughs> Only experiences you can't even check if the film's working and really poor customer service and, and essentially charging people for a film that's not working and trying to get away with it. What would you suggest you. Odeon's new slogan should be? A more honest one. Odeon <laughs> couldn't give a shit as long as you buy popcorn. <laughs> Odeon, terrible at film. Um, well, Odeon, if you'd like to reply. I've already written to. I got a reply from the manager apologising. She at least replied to my email apologising and offered me free tickets. So that is her response. Okay. But I thought on the day, and I was with my girlfriend. I thought we would. I felt as if I was made being some sort of nuisance when I was. I'm not. I, I wasn't being rude, or I was just being normal and saying, "Yeah, yeah. It's not fair on people." And it was. Yeah. It was as if I was in the wrong. Which is well, wrong. back to the film Gravity. Yes, Gravity. I I did enjoy it. I didn't have such a. I went to an independent cinema to see it. You see, um, and had a wonderful time. I'm still not sold on 3D. I mean, having so much black background, so isolated objects, obviously helped a bit. But I still don't think it's either the technology or my eyes, and I'm not sure which is at fault. But it doesn't work. 
I think some bits work and some bits don't. Yeah, it, I can work it with my glasses. When it's situation. moving, it it does it strobes or it it just it's uncomfortable. It doesn't look like a three D image. It look it, it looks like a bit of a mess, and when, you ha- you have to sort of squint and focus more to get it to work a lot of the time. So, yeah, on the edges, it doesn't work. Yeah, when you're unless you're, you're sitting slap bang in the mid, middle, you're fine. Yeah, but I think my glasses are a bit old and knackered and scratched up, <laughs> so it was quite cloudy at points. I think I'm not a big. I think 3D. I think every single film, the first ten minutes, you're blown away by the spectacle of it, mm. and or if something looks really, really ropey, like it's really bad footage, you notice that for the first ten minutes. Yeah, and then you once you become acclimatised to it, you stop noticing. Yes, the be- and that's future. true. That is true. And I found this story. I thought it was a good film, and you cannot deny that some of the special effects of it, it aesthetically is amazing I mean I did not know how they did a lot of it like she's in it's the entire sales picture of the movie I guess she's in zero gravity for the entire film yeah and you know you've seen scenes of it before and Apollo 13 you know was probably the first one to do lots of that technique of being in a plane and accelerating towards the earth to actually get the actors in zero gravity for like what nine seconds at a time or whatever but this is so much of it must have been uh harness work and computer enhancement a lot of it is they get a green screen and a green um pole vault bar because that bends yeah and they have put that up their ass is that it and they're balancing on that i mean they must have to be so physically fit to do that for it's about a year's worth of training yeah and you think how hard it's just to do jumping with a pole vault pole vault to have that well, in my experience, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Um, she had short hair, I noticed, uh, which is probably so that it didn't flow around all the time and cause extra oh, headache. That's a good observation. Yeah, thanks. Um, but no, it was. I thought it was a good film. Interesting little bit of um, side stuff, which I love when there's accompanying stuff for a film so the experience of going to see it can be bigger than it is. Um, and it will be undoubtedly a DVD extra. Is this, um, uh, Sandra Bullock's character has a, a calls for sort of May Day at one point and uh, only gets this weird foreign voice on the other end who doesn't understand her. Oh, and yes, she yes, finds yes. out she's actually talking to someone on Earth rather than from a space station or whatever. Yeah. The other end of that conversation is a short film made by... Uh, uh, is it Jose Cuaron? I assume it's oh, Alfonso's really? brother, um, who wrote the screenplay for Gravity with him. And you can watch that. It's just a little six-minute short about... Oh, wow. And, and it's, it turns out to, it's an Inuit man with a baby and uh, dogs uh, camping out on the ice wastes, ice fishing, and uh, he picks up her radio conversation. Wow. Uh, but you get to hear what he actually said because the subtitle's in the short. But if you want to track that down, it's called... Um, Aningak, or however you pronounce it, which is A N I N G A Q, and it's on YouTube. You can watch it. That's the first thing I normally type into YouTube anyway. Aningak, and finally, you'll get a result. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I wasn't. I had. It's another expectation thing that I can bang on about. I think my expectations were too high. Okay. I found Sandra Bullock. Her character's quite cold. 
she's looking more and more like an alien herself. She is. Her face is a bit unreal now, isn't it? It's. I. I it always bothers me when people people are supposed to be playing scientists or normal people who aren't enormously vain, and their appearance is the crux of their career. So why these people look like Courtney Cox makes no sense. She. Look, she looks like an elf. Yeah, she does a bit. You're turning into an elf. You can tell the age by counting the rings on the neck, like a tree. I'm 74. <laughs> um, I read a book about this, a bloke who's stranded on Marsh, on Mars, <laughs> which is actually short for Marsh. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not very short for Marsh, is it, it? It's called The Martian by Andy Weir. And okay. He, and this is all, all, shows all the science about a guy, who's, how, how he survives. And I love that book. I've got accent. It's, it's an amazing, amazing book. And, and when you see something that's better mm. than the, the plot I thought a more interesting story and, yes. more, and, and the science is more believable in the, in the book for me it's the gravity I wasn't watching it for the story and I know I always bang on about stories there is no story not really there's no story no, there is it's just there are no stories in space David that's true in space no one can hear you story um, but just the physics of the zero gravity is just beautiful to watch yeah. the choreography of that I mean, it's amazing. Um, and there's so many sort of continuous shots and stuff as well. Yeah. That, I mean, I can't imagine what choreography Sandra Bullock especially must have had to go through to, you know, make all of that yeah. seem seem spontaneous whilst having to do wire work almost continually. You know? I almost want to see the making of it straight. One yeah. of the films you want yeah, to see yeah. how they did it afterwards. And it does look, it is believable and it does look great. I think technically, it's in a technical uh, example of filmmaking, it is a triumph. Yes. But in terms of plot and character... I prefer Children of Men. Mm. How many Davies do you give it? Uh, eight. I'd give it seven. Okay. Okay, then it is to be war between us. But that is quite harsh. It's, it, on IMDb, it's rocketing up there. Isn't is it? it? It's just at 8.5s in the top sort of... Well, it, it's sort of the life of Pi of this year, isn't it? And it's um, and it'll win all the technical awards at the Oscars. I wonder if we've been... I think, you know, 10 years ago, this would have been more impressive. But I think I've just been spoiled now mm. by CGI. So my expectations are that it's really easy. In my head, it's just like, oh, it's all done on the screen behind. I remember watching the DVD extras on Sleepy Hollow and being amazed that someone would bother to uh, for the Headless Horseman to frame by frame animate his collar. Yeah. Because obviously the actor's wearing a green hood, yeah. so his head's in front of the collar, so they have to draw the collar in afterwards. And with all of his movements, I thought, wow, an entirely yeah. unreal collar. But we've come a long way since then. It'd be good to have in your CV, specialising collar. Get the collar guy in. <laughs> Well, what do we do, people do if they want to do stuff? What? Oh, you've lost energy. We've done that already. We did that in the middle. Oh, did we do the donations yeah. bit as well? Oh, no, we didn't do that. Um, we do this podcast for uh, free, uh, but it's not free to produce. So if you'd uh, like to uh, contribute towards our running costs for all this lovely free content you're getting over the internet, the future, um, then you can go to filmfandango.co.uk and donate from there. And everyone who's donated already, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much to people who donated. We really appreciate it. And each episode is worth approximately one pence. Is that right? 
value wise one pence yeah, I think we contribute about a penny each yeah over the half hour to 45 minutes uh, anyway hey thanks for listening everyone okay we'll be back next week with yet more films but in the meantime keep watching the, the films. films bye bye even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.